the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Folks, welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show. It's a nutritious smoothie of creamy, fresh yogurt, vanilla, protein powder, and a mushy banana for your mind. Drink it all down. It's nummy. I want vanilla. I want want vanilla. Here comes Eric Metaxas. Hey, folks. Welcome to the program. It is Friday, and today we've got a very special treat. As you know, we've launched uh, a new program uh, at Socrates in the City. It's called Socrates in the Studio. So it's urbane, sophisticated conversations. Uh, and somehow I had one of those with John Zmirak. Yes, try to picture John Zmirak at Socrates in the Studio. It was so delightful. He has a new book coming out. And so today we're airing that on this program. Can't see the video. Uh, for that, you have to go to Socrates in the City plus Socrates plus. Sign up for that at you want to see it. Lots of other great stuff. But today, John Zmirak at Socrates in the studio. Here it is. Folks, welcome to Socrates in the studio. This is the studio. Um, today, we have kind of an interesting uh, Socrates in the studio session uh, because it's with someone with whom I've had many conversations, but never in a Socrates format. That person is this man, John Smirak, John Smirak, welcome to Socrates in the studio. Thank you, Eric. I really appreciate it. And I, and I like the fact that it's being videotaped. It's not live, so you can... It's not live. You can edit things out. I don't so need to we wear that shock... So like that, Red Fox. I don't have to wear that shock collar that... Right. That, yeah. We, no, so we, um, uh, we've known each other for, uh, s- since college, uh, and um, I've interviewed you many, many times, but this... Is different. This is Socrates in the city. It's 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 a different brand. It's a different thing. And you have come out. You do a lot of writing, but today uh, you come here as the author of what I know to be uh, an important book on a very important subject. In the interest of full disclosure, um, I wrote the foreword. To, to the book because it seems to me such an important subject. Uh, so first of all, congratulations on this important book. Thank you, Eric. Uh, it is titled No Second Amendment, No First. So let's start with the, you know, the nutshell version of the subject of the book before I uh, start saying what it is. T- tell, uh, t- tell me, uh, in your own words, what is the What is the thesis of the book? The thesis of the book is that religious liberty and gun rights in America 
are not just two accidental byproducts of our history. They're not quirks of the founding or stuff that happens to be in the Constitution. They both flow out of the same worldview, the same view of the human person as the image and likeness of God with an inalienable dignity, inalienable rights, an eternal destiny and profound responsibilities before God and to our neighbor. How, do you, how did you come to write this, this book? And, and again, I mentioned the title, No Second Amendment, No First. Uh, that, that's not necessarily something that's clear to people, which is why I am so happy you wrote the book and you give the intellectual background. But how did you come, you, or let's put it another way, you, you've written and thought about these things a lot over a long time, but to write a significant, uh, to some extent, scholarly treatment of the subject, because people talk about these things a lot, but what, what, what led you to say this needed to be done? Watching what happened during the COVID panic, watching people throw away their constitutional rights and their human dignity with both hands in a desperate quest to feel safe, watching people, watching pastors shut down their churches, bishops shut down their cathedrals, the Pope turn his moral theology over to the World Health Organization, watching even President Trump be at first beguiled by Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks, watching um, YouTube say that it would censor doctors and researchers uh, from, from speaking what they believed about the, the experimental gene therapy they called a vaccine, watching pro-lifers of many years just willingly throw over their scruples about an abortion-tainted vaccine. I want to be clear, this, the vaccines that were offered in the United States it was, and around the world, there was no pro-life alternative. All the vaccines were developed using a kidney taken from an aborted girl named Johanna, who was aborted in the Netherlands, I believe, in 1967. Her kidney was taken out while she was still alive because that's the only way you can get usable organs is to vivisect a living fetus. They took out her kidney and they cloned it. H-E-K, some number. But I, I call her Johanna because she deserves a name. And the uh, researcher, the Dutch researcher who developed this cell line, testified under oath before the FDA, before Congress, that it was an abortion. And we know medically there's no way to get an organ unless the child is still living when it's extracted. So this was a really gruesome and horrible thing. It's as if the vaccine were made from Anne Frank's body when she was murdered in the death camp. And I, did, I, I said, I'm not taking this vaccine. Maybe I'll die from it because I'm overweight. I'm, I'm in the risk factor. I'd rather die than live from the fruits of an abortion. Watching the Pope and prominent pastors, including some conservative pastors whom you've spoken before, yeah. watching them all say, oh, no, 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 there's no moral problem here. You've got to get the vaccine. It's your duty. If you love your neighbor, you'll get the vaccine. Watching that, I thought, wow, they sold out cheap. They didn't even get 30 pieces of silver. They got three. And you know what? It turned out to be little chocolate candies wrapped in foil. I, I didn't think we'd leap into uh, 
to a discussion of the vaccine, but I'm, I'm glad we did because what amazes me, John, about you, one of the reasons I admire you is that you discover things and write about them that no one else has discovered or written about. So we're going to be talking about the Second Amendment and gun rights, but I was myself, and this is not the first time, astonished when you presented this information to me on my radio program. I thought, this is what always happens to me. I hear something like this, and then I think, why haven't I heard this before? This is very important information. This is not your opinion. Is John just a nut? And believe me, I wish I were. Well, you are a nut. But even though you're a nut, you're 100% right on all of these things. And when, when this information is presented, I think it's hard for people generally, myself included, to process it because you say, surely I would have heard of this. This is too important for it not to have been covered. So, uh, so, so your statement, which I just want to be clear before we move on, is that every one of the vaccines that were being pushed was tainted as being derived from an aborted human being. Right. Okay. So that's one level of horror. Um, and the fact that the churches fell all over themselves the moment Big Brother snapped his fingers. Oh, we'll close our churches. We'll get checks from the government. What could be better? We don't even have to show up on Sunday. We don't have to do anything. Like, oh, wow, the churches just want to be part of the government the way they are in Germany. They just want to have salaries from the government. They, they don't really want to be independent civic institutions that could potentially push back against tyranny, which, by the way, is what's happening. Gretchen Whitmer shut down her state and locked all the citizens in their homes in violation of the state constitution, as the state Supreme Court later said. She suffered no consequences. You know who did? People who the FBI lured into a fake plot to kidnap her, whom they entrapped the way they routinely entrapped Muslim Americans after 9-11. That Patriot Act, which I condemned at the time when George W. Bush promoted it, I said, don't give George W. Bush any powers you don't want Hillary Clinton to have in four years. Nobody listened to me. And the Patriot Act was weaponized by Barack Obama to turn the FBI into a secret police that serves the political interests of whoever's in power. How do you feel? Well, I feel great. And one of the reasons I believe I feel better is because I take balance of nature's fruits and veggies in a capsule. They've got an amazing story of how this product was developed by Dr. Douglas Howard. It's right there on their website. Balance of Nature receives over a thousand success stories every single month. They have hundreds of thousands of customers who purchased billions of capsules of their fruits and veggies over the past 20 years. You should check it out on their website. Their products are gluten-free and non-GMO, and they contain no added sugars or synthetics. I think if you're looking for something to make you feel better naturally, you should definitely give Balance of Nature a try. In fact, order today. Whether you order online or call them direct, you must use the promo code ERIC to get the special offer of 35% off. Call them at 800-2468-751. And use discount code Eric or order online at balanceofnature.com. Use discount code Eric to get 35% off. 35% off. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. 
In a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time. Anytime you'll see transparent pricing on each coin and bar, this puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against the volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. This new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. You're going to love this free new tool they've added, Legacy pminvestments.com legacypminvestments.com check it out hi everyone if you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault listen up we have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. I just want to go back to the beginning. Ultimately, your book, uh, the principal thesis of the book is that... um, our, our, our Second Amendment rights um, flow from the same vision of the human person as our First Amendment rights. And people who are willing to surrender our Second Amendment rights don't care about our First Amendment rights. Okay. The same churches who, when there's a mass shooting, they come out and they talk about the epidemic of gun violence as if it were tuberculosis or something. They don't talk about this person committed a terrible sin and murdered these people, his soul is accountable before God. Their souls have gone to God. Let's pray for the dead. Let's pray for the survivors. Let's pray for the conversion of this disgusting murderer. No, no, they talk about the the bacillus of gun violence is spreading to every community, and we must vaccinate ourselves against it. They talk as if we are not human beings with immortal souls, as if we were termites in a colony, and they work for the queen. And we are all meant to follow, to like sniff around till we get the pheromone or watch the other termites, bees dancing around in order that we can just operate like little, little robots. And nothing made them happier than to do this. The glee with which people said, oh, I got vaccinated. Oh, I'm wearing a mask. Oh, I'm staying home. Well, OK, so there's some uh, 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 I, w- I want to go back again to another thing. So you how was it that this abrogation of uh, rights and freedoms led you to write this book. In other words, I had been, as, as we experienced these things unprecedented in America, we, we, we had never seen these kinds of things. And I think this is why so many people, to, to, uh, to give them a little grace, 
The reason they went along is because of the unprecedented nature. We, we had not been trained to be wary of these kinds of things. So tons of people um, whom we might otherwise respect and, and expect to do the right thing were caught unawares and went along with it. And we now see what happened. We now see just how dangerous it is to trust the people in authority. If you hear someone is associated with an international organization, you should meet and, and you talk to such a person. You should count the fillings in your teeth afterwards and see if your credit cards are still in your wallet. Right. Well, we, 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 some, some people learned that in the last few years. Many didn't, but some did. Because freedom is, is something that I, I always say we, we, we pretty much take for granted because we, we've had it. It's been challenged so little uh, in America. All right, but, but look what happened in 2020. Political riots stirred up by the Democratic Party using the pretext of George Floyd. Remember, the cops who killed George Floyd were immediately suspended, arrested, prosecuted, convicted, and imprisoned. The system worked. But the people wanted to destroy the system. The anti-American Marxists, like Barack Obama and his ghostwriter Bill Ayers, who was a weather underground terrorist, uh, like Kamala Harris, who was trained by Willie Brown, Willie Brown, the good friend of Jim Jones, the cult leader, the radical left that is anti-American that says that the American founding itself was a conspiracy of slave owners in 1619, um, I call the, the 1619 Project the Protocols of the Elders of Jamestown because it is every bit as unhinged a conspiracy theory as the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. Both of them were political conspiracies, conspiracy theories cooked up by journalists and promoted in newspapers in order to demonize and target members of a different ethnic group so that the government could persecute them. Well, you remember the George Floyd riots, people hiding in their homes, leftist mobs taking control of entire neighborhoods in places like Seattle and Portland, uh, beating up their political enemies. Store owners like Jake Gardner, a bar owner in Omaha, Nebraska, tried to defend his elderly father from a looter. He was prosecuted and dri for allegedly committing a racial hate crime by shooting the looter who was choking him. Um, he was driven to suicide. He was and he was a U.S. combat hero. And after his suicide, a Democratic member of the Omaha legislature went on Twitter to gloat about his death. You dedicate this book. To Jake Gardner. I'm in touch with his family. And when the book is printed, I'm going to take the first copy and I'm going to go to Arlington National Cemetery to Jake Gardner's grave and I'm going to lay it on Jake Gardner's grave. And I want everyone watching this to remember Jake Gardner, to pray for him and his family. He was a victim of the American deep state, a victim of the tyranny that the left and the compliant, wussy, cowardly churches are, are imposing upon us one step at a time. But in 2020, you had people locked in their homes with their jobs canceled, their churches closed because of this virus 
But you could have George Floyd riots, and those were fine. Those did not spread the virus because racism is a public health threat, and so by being anti-racist, they're actually healthy. But if you go to a Trump rally, that's a super spreader event. Do you remember Herman Cain, that wonderful businessman who had run for president? He went to a Trump rally. He caught COVID. He died. They mocked him on television. They laughed about it. Oh, that's what happens when you go to these super spreader events. At the same time, rioters were looting stores all across the country, and they were being described as mostly peaceful. Can we go back to John Locke? For those who uh, are unaware of John Locke, uh, uh, tell uh, those watching, who was John Locke? John Locke was a devout Protestant in England under the Stuarts. And the Stuarts were sort of high Anglicans sympathetic to Catholics. And there was a civil war in England between basically the Puritans on the one side and the Anglicans and Catholics on the other. And each side persecuted the other. Nobody comes out of this with clean hands. But out of that struggle, they finally established a constitutional monarchy when, when they brought in William and Mary. And this is the origin of our Second Amendment and its connection to religious freedom. The text of our Second Amendment is lifted almost word from word, word for word, from the English Bill of Rights of 1690. But here's the interesting difference. In the English Bill of Rights, it says no Protestant may be deprived of the right to have firearms. And I said, my first instinct as a Catholic was to be offended by that. And then being half Irish, I could sort of see the sense of it, but... (laughs) (laughs) Just thinking of my family. But I used to joke that everyone in America should be allowed to have a gun except Smirax. But (laughs) since then, I've I've moved to Texas, and I'm now very good with an AR-15. I still won't drive a car, though. I live in Dallas, but I will not drive. I have an AR-15, but I will not drive. There are certain principles I will not compromise, and I'm going to Uber it for the rest of my life. But anyway, uh, Protestants can't be deprived of weapons. Why would it be so weirdly specific? So then you read the history. Charles I, Charles II, James II had been disarming Puritans, had been searching their churches and taking away their weapons in order to render them helpless for a civil war or a persecution. So as a condition of accepting the throne... King William and Queen Mary had to sign this Bill of Rights, which guaranteed Protestants the right to have guns. So what were the what were, why were the Protestants so keen on having guns? It wasn't to defend their, their store of goods from Amway. It, it wasn't to hunt ducks. It was to protect their religious freedom. The same kind of people created the, United, the colonies in North America, most of them. And their churches were where they had militias. You would go to church, you would hear a sermon on the importance of defending your community, and then you would go out and do target practice, and you would drill in order to defend your church and your town from the Indians or the Spanish or the French. Those were the people who then defended their cities and towns from the English and overthrew that government and established the United States of America. And that's why... They wrote the Second Amendment into the Constitution. Stephen Halbrook, a wonderful constitutional scholar, has got a a number of books. One is called The Founder's Second Amendment. And what he, he shows you the debates about the Second Amendment among the founders. 
Nobody debated whether Americans had the right to have guns. The whole point of America was militias that would defend their freedom against tyranny. And the whole Constitution was written. It's like a Rube Goldberg designed to make government as frustrating and difficult as possible to make it impossible for a tyrant to take power. It's this huge, elaborate Rube Goldberg. Foreigners looked at it, especially the French, and they said, this is not efficient. How can the king do anything? That's the whole point. We don't want a Napoleon. We don't Gridlock, want a Robespierre. Gridlock was the point. Gridlock was the, the point. The Matt, was... Matt Gates was the point. That someone like Matt Gates could come along and speak truth to power and st- try to defund the FBI from kicking down the doors of pro-lifers and infiltrating Latin mass Catholic churches and persecuting PTA moms who don't want child porn dumped on their kids. The whole point of the Constitution was so that Matt Gates could bring Kevin McCarthy down and could defund Jack Smith and defund the deep state. That's why we have a United States of America. That's why we're not just a bunch of provinces like Canada. Are you still the same? Don't you realize the thing? Hey, folks, there's nothing worse than hearing about people living in pain, which is why I want to tell you about Keith from Washington and his relief factor story. After years of activity from college football to running a martial arts studio at age 51, Keith's body felt like it was wearing out. So he gave relief factor a try. Keith says he now has little to no pain in his knees and highly reduced neck pain. Feeling so much better, he pursued a second degree black belt. Folks, I use Relief Factor. When I forget about it, you know, I go on a trip or something, I notice it. I go for a run and I have back pain. Uh, It works for me. I recommend it highly to everyone I can. So if you're living with aches and pains, Relief Factor every day, it's a drug-free supplement developed by doctors. It's helped so many people take back their lives. You got to go to Relief Factor for their three-week quick start kit, only $19.95. Think of this. They're taking a loss because they believe you'll be back. Visit relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. That's 1-800, the number 4-RELIEF, relieffactor.com. Hey, this is Eric Metaxas. For years, I've told you about Nutramedics, a professional supplement brand trusted by doctors since 1993. Nutramedics offers a variety of health bundles. Whether you want to support your immune system, improve your sleep, promote joint comfort or detoxification support, Nutramedics has a health bundle right for you. The best part about Nutramedics, every year they donate a minimum of 50% of their profits to Christian charities and missions. That's right, 50% of their profits. Nutramedics has a goal of surpassing $100 million in giving by 2030. Many of you take supplements already. Switch to Nutramedics. It's the highest quality and they donate 50% of their profits. Get 15% off by using the code ERIC during checkout. Go to Nutramedics.com and search health bundles support your health while helping others in need go to nutramedics that's n-u-t-r-a-m-e-d-i-x.com nutramedics.com use the code eric for 15 percent off again nutramedics n-u-t-r-a-m-e-d-i-x.com nutramedics.com use the code eric for 15 percent off All the founders agreed that gun rights were crucial. James Madison said, if all these checks and balances I have written into this Constitution fail, you will still have a militia of millions that would overthrow 
any tyrant. So the Second Amendment was Wait, the, Madison said that. He said that. That we'd still have a militia of millions to overthrow any tyrant. And so that the Second Amendment is the break glass in case of tyranny hanging on the wall in, a, in, the, in the founding of the United States. So isn't it interesting that the connection was between religious freedom and gun rights? Uh, that seems to suggest it comes from something profound, right? Yeah. That there's something basic about the human person that says he should be able to worship in the way his conscience directs him without secret police from the government coming and saying, oh, no, no, in this county you have to be a Mennonite. Or in this county you have to be a Catholic. If you, if you want to be a Baptist, you're going to have to go down the road because that's a Baptist county. No, that's not how we do, we're going to do things here because we saw what a disaster it was in Europe. We saw that having church-sponsored, state-sponsored churches produced a lot of lazy bureaucrats who didn't really care about the kingdom of God but wanted to make sure that their check cleared. Well, isn't that what happened with the PPP loans? All our, all our churches became government-supported churches that were dependent on checks from the government. And a lot of our churches, my own Catholic church, are heavily dependent on nonprofit con- contracts from the federal government to resettle immigrants. I joke that the U.S. Council of Catholic Bishops is an immigration pyramid scheme and gay employment agency with a Catholic problem because 40% of their money comes from federal resettlement money. Where the, What they're doing is they're helping the human traffickers get people from Latin America and resettle them around America and get them on public assistance, and they're creaming off part of the money. Okay, so, so. This, we got a lot of things uh, yeah. in the middle here. So number one is the idea that uh, our founders realized that churches uh, need to be part of the free market. Right, they, right. They need They can't to be afford. like auto, American automakers in the 70s that are protected by tariffs, so they create rolling couches they get five miles per, the, per gallon. <laughs> well, I, I don't remember those, but uh, uh, the... Um, Pontiac Bonneville. Yeah. Actually, I love the Pontiac So Bonneville. do I. So do I. It was an like, awesome car. It was a rolling couch. But that was the, one of the greatest cars ever. The tail fins were not that high. It was like just right. Uh, <laughs> was my, 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 my uncle Joe had a Pontiac Bonneville. But um, the principle is that we want the government to stay out of our business. We want people to be able to be utterly free to do whatever they want. Within well, respecting yeah. the inalienable rights of their neighbors and Obviously. the common good. Right. Right. Well, we're not libertarian. Well, exactly. God forbid. But the point is... That um, you, you're, you're, you're saying that what, what fascinates me really about this idea is that we've become, even people who talk about the Second Amendment, have become generally unmoored from these fundamental uh, foundational ideas. Uh, you know, we, we, we mention the Second Amendment, militia, whatever, but. We don't seem. We don't draw the connections. We, we don't. The, the not, same. No. The same people who go to church on Sunday and go to the gun range on Saturday, they might do both things, but they don't see the fundamental, profound connection between those things. That the same vision of the human person that says you should be able to defend yourself against home invaders 
not just wait for the police to come and draw a chalk body around your chalk line around your wife's body. You should be able to defend yourself. And by the way, if the police become tyrannical, you should be able to defend yourself against them too. That is the same vision that created the churches that had the, the second great awakening. That that is the vision of America. So the same reason you go to church on Sunday is the reason you go to the gun range on Saturday because you're the same person. You're not becoming a different person when you go to a different place. You are the same image of God who has the same fundamental rights and responsibilities. And I saw all these things being thrown aside during the COVID panic with our churches falling all over themselves to prostitute themselves to Caesar and Mammon and Sodom. Uh, So I'm a student of history. My PhD is in literature. It would have been in history, but I'm terrible at foreign languages, and you needed too many foreign languages to do history, so I did literature. Sorry. Uh, But I'm obsessed with history. I view everything... Everything that happens in terms of historical precedent, I'm always going, well, that's just like the Byzantine Empire in 700. And my girlfriend goes, oh, would you shut up? What is wrong with you? But that is literally how I see things. Oh, wait, this is like the late Roman Republic. Or this reminds me of the Anglo-Saxon resistance to the Normans. So what do we learn from history? Our founders said, if you, ha- if you disarm the populace, they will be subject to tyranny. Our God-given freedoms are facing unrelenting attacks. It's a battle for truth, and the only way we win is if we stand together. Thankfully, Alliance Defending Freedom has been defending our rights for 30 years and winning. Right now, they're involved in two critical cases before the Supreme Court. They're suing the FDA for endangering the health and safety of women and girls. And in the second case, they're assisting the state of Idaho to defend its law, protecting the lives of women and their unborn children against the Biden administration's attempt to override the law and force doctors to perform abortions. Think about it. They need your help. With your best gift, you courageously join ADF in fighting critical Supreme Court cases against government lawlessness and help defend our cherished freedoms. Call 855-385-0596 right now or go to metaxastalk.com. Click on the ADF banner, metaxastalk.com. With your help, I pledge to raise $35,000 by March 31st for ADF. Go to metaxastalk.com or call 855-385-0596 to make your best gift now. Our God-given freedoms are facing unrelenting attacks. It's a battle for truth, and the only way we win is if we stand together. Thankfully, Alliance Defending Freedom has been defending our rights for 30 years and winning. Right now, they're involved in two critical cases before the Supreme Court. They're suing the FDA for endangering the health and safety of women and girls. And in the second case, they're assisting the state of Idaho to defend its law, protecting the lives of women and their unborn children against the Biden administration's attempt to override the law and force doctors to perform abortions. Think about it. They need your help. With your best gift, you courageously join ADF in fighting critical Supreme Court cases against government lawlessness and help defend our cherished freedoms. Call 855-385-0596 right now or go to metaxastalk.com. Click on the ADF banner, metaxastalk.com. With your help, I pledge to raise $35,000 by March 31st for ADF. Go to metaxastalk.com or call 855-385-0596 to make your best gift now. 
As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. After he invented the world's best pillow, he created the famous Giza Dream Sheets. They're the best sheets you'll ever sleep on. The best night's sleep just got even better. For a limited time, you'll get a queen-size set for $59.98, king-size just $69.98, the lowest prices in history. Mike and the MyPillow employees continue to be canceled by big box stores and attacked by the media. They appreciate all of your great support during these times and want to thank you by giving you the best specials on all their MyPillow products. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-978-3057. Use promo code ERIC. You get the famous Giza Dream Sheets, queen size $59.98, king size $69.98. You'll also get 60% off the original My Slippers. So call 800-978-3057 or go to MyPillow.com, promo code ERIC. Folks, go to MyPillow.com. And use the promo code Eric. Great bargains. MyPillow.com. Promo code Eric. Hey, get rhythm. When you get the blues, come on, get rhythm. When you get the blues, get a rock Let's look at the history of the 20th century. I co-wrote a book with our friend Jason Jones, The Race to Save Our Century, which we issued in 2014 on the 100th anniversary of the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand, warning about the violence that was coming down the pike with the loss of respect for human rights and dignity. Well, in that research for that book, I came across a scholar named R.J. Rummel. He, he was a genocide scholar, and his book, his most famous book is called Death by Government, and you can actually find it online for free. More than 200 million civilians were murdered by their governments on purpose between 1914 and 1990, not including casualties of war. The estimates go between 170 and 250 million. Imagine, let's just say, pick the middle estimate, 200 million. It's like the population of France and England. Well, it makes the Holocaust look like a footnote. The Holocaust is part of that. And the Soviet genocides are part of that. Mao's famines are part of that. But again, this was only like 85 years or 75 years, but 1914 to 1990. What did those 200 million victims of genocide have in common? Because we're talking Tutsis in Rwanda, Cambodians in the killing fields. What did all those people have in common? Wouldn't it be interesting to know what was the unifying characteristic of the victims of genocide? Well, you know, we, it's actually easy to find. They had one quality in common. They had all been disarmed by their governments first. Well, part of what I find fascinating um, about your book, uh, No Second Amendment, No First... Um, is that you remind us, and we've been doing it a little bit, but you, you, you remind us of this, um, on one level, radical idea and another level, utterly foundational idea in America that we are, uh, we, are we the people are the government and we must beware of and protect ourselves against tyranny. It's not something that we abolished one time 250 years ago, but it's something that uh, always uh, will, will, will come back. It is a fundamental temptation in the fallen human heart. It's like saying, oh, we abolished prostitution back in the 
1870s, so, you know, we don't have to worry about that. That'll never happen again. Right. Who would ever do such a thing? Right. What? Well, so, so but, but the thing is, I mean, the reason I put it that way is because it seems to me, and, and, I, and I myself am guilty of this, of, 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 of drift, where you, you, you forget over time that we actually need to take this seriously. You forget you, that our you, ancestors fought and died for these exact privileges, for these exact liberties. Or well, they not, came not, across the ocean to find these liberties because they were being denied them in their home countries. But, and not just that, but that... I guess my, my, my point here is that I feel like most Americans, including uh, gun-toting, pro-Second Amendment Americans are kind of like the Tories uh, in our revolution. They, they forgot that it's possible that you might need to use your weapons against your own government. We, 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 it's it's like, a, like a distant theory, but uh, most of us don't, don't think of that way. I mean, we're, well, uh, here's- we're filming this in Texas, so I, 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 maybe I'm thinking about people outside of Texas. But the point is that it is... An extraordinary thing. And also, John, because in the years uh, since the revolution, um, we no longer have, uh, you know, it's one thing to own a, a, a musket uh, when the redcoats have muskets. But now we are facing something different. In other words, I, I can't have a bazooka and a tank in my garage. I give you another potent example. Um, a book I, I really recommend highly is Gun Control in the Third Reich by Stephen Halbrook. And he documents how when the Nazis came to power, they didn't even need to pass new gun control laws because the Weimar Republic, good liberals that they were, had put in gun registration. Yeah. And, of course, the communists and the Nazis had just ignored it. But all the good people, the Jews and the socialists and the labor union members, they had all registered their guns. So in the buildup to Kristallnacht... The Nazis just collected all the Jews from the guns from the Jews so they couldn't defend their synagogues when they decided to burn them. I'll give you another historical example. One of the nightmares of our age was the genocide of Christians in Iraq that George W. Bush enabled through his pointless, stupid war in Iraq. People like me warned him, this will cause the genocide of Christians. They will blame the local Christians for America's policies, and nobody will protect them. They will be the scapegoats. And W said, (laughs) Uh, which I did not think was an adequate response. Uh, (laughs) And his soldiers did nothing to protect the local Christians. And three-quarters of them were driven out of the churches and villages where they've lived since the second century. Some of the oldest churches in the world were burned by Muslim militias. And our troops stood by and did nothing because that's what Bush ordered them to do. And later what Obama ordered them to do. The Christians of Iraq, and I know some personally who are now in exile, living in shipping containers. They can't even get into the refugee camps because those are controlled by Muslims. And you have to be a Muslim to get into them. They can't even go to the U.N. refugee camps. They are living in shipping containers in the winter. What these these Iraqi Christians were the victims of genocide. There's no other word for it. They were disarmed by the Iraqi government. We said, oh, you need gun control. 
and the Iraqi government put in gun control, and the Christians didn't have any guns. This was you know who, this, this was, was after un- during the war, after the war, a- during our occupation, during the our America occupation, occupation, we put in gun control laws. America, I want to be clear: under George W. Bush, we told the Iraqi government of that time, okay, they weren't Baathists, but they weren't exactly. You know, Washington Jeff- and Jefferson and Franklin. They weren't exactly the founders. They instituted gun control. And guess who obeyed the law? The Christians. Guess who didn't? The Islamists and the jihadis. So the disarmed Christians were subjected to genocide. A very sim- it's, it's as if there were a divine laboratory experiment here. Go one country over to Syria where John McCain and the neocons wanted to overthrow the government and create chaos and genocide, but they failed, thanks to people like Trump and Rand Paul and Ted Cruz, the only candidates who did not, in 2016, want to risk a nuclear war with Russia, shooting down Russian planes to help bring al-Qaeda to power in Syria. civil war in Syria, the Christians in Syria have guns. They allied with the Kurds, they fought a war, and they defeated ISIS. They liberated the caliphate of ISIS. Two, they're the same people, Syriac-speaking Christians, neighboring countries, 10 years apart. The ones who let themselves be disarmed by the government, subject to genocide. The ones who formed Christian militias, their churches are spreading. They're making converts. Their churches are growing. You could not have a more perfect laboratory experiment on the effect of gun rights on religious freedom and resistance to genocide than what happened, by contrast, in Iraq and in Syria. And I have a chapter on this in the book. I was just going to say, I don't remember, it's been so long since I read the book, but you you write about this in the book. The title is No Second Amendment, No First. How extraordinary that uh, under George W. Bush, we persuaded the um, Iraqi government that we had sort of shepherded into existence to institute policies antithetical to our own constitution. Well, George Bush was antithetical to our constitution, so what's the big surprise there? I mean, no, seriously, I know. establishment rhino Republicans are the worst people in the world. They are the, the controlled opposition. They are the people who pretend to fight for us and sell us out. It was John McCain who brought the fake Russia collusion document collusion document to the FBI as a sitting senator said this has to be investigated and that's what created the fake impeachment of Donald Trump by which our deep state controlled by Obama's appointees nullified the results of a democratic election because the deep state didn't like it now look to be clear this is not about politics right. this is about foundational principles right. and so I often have said it really doesn't matter uh, who you voted for, but you understand the basic rules. We, the people, get to choose our leaders. 
And when and anyone, the CIA doesn't get a veto and the FBI doesn't get a veto. Well, that's that's the point. And so when you when you realize that they're doing that, you have to say, excuse me, that those aren't the rules of the game. John, the reason your book is so important is because we, we are at a uh, uh, I, I, I never want to quote Malcolm Gladwell, so I won't say tipping point. Uh, but <laughs> crossroad. We're, we're, we're at a crossroad. We're at an, I would say, an inflection point. Um, we are facing in America, as I see it, um, the third existential threat of our existence. The first was in the revolution. The second uh, was in the Civil War. We are now facing an existential threat. And so people need to understand, as they did uh, during the revolution, as they did during the Civil War... And let's clarify... This this is it, folks. This is it. Let's clarify the threat. The regime is trying to imprison its political opponent and prosecute dissidents for speaking against the state. The security apparatus has become a politicized secret police... It just classified supporters of the of Donald Trump, of the political opponent, as potential terrorists. The, our our leader, Biden, gave a speech demonizing the half the country that voted against him, demonizing them as being like Nazis. Dehumanizing and demonizing rhetoric is being used against Christians, against white people, against conservatives. They, they, the term they're using now is we must decolonize. We must decolonize America. What that means is kill Whitey. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.